Hey, I'm Bex, and this is Fun Kids Meets, the podcast where we meet your heroes. This week, it's a biggie. I'm here with a star of the stage and author, Carrie Hope Fletcher, who took a trip down to the Fun Kids studio to talk all about the Double Trouble Society and the Worst Curse. Uh, this is a spooky book for the upcoming spooky season, and Carrie is here to tell us all about it. Well, I'm joined right now by super author and performer Carrie Hope Fletcher. Hey! Hello, super author. Super I author. I like the sound of that. Well, you've, re- <laughs> you've written quite a few books, Carrie. I feel like you deserve that title, right? Thank you very much. Do you know what? I will wear that badge with pride. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. We'll get you one made outside. We'll, Perfect. We'll, yeah, we'll say super author. We Thank pop you. It on. Don't worry about it. Um, now, you've brought us a, a little gift of a brand new book, the sequel to The Double Trouble Society. Yes. You've brought us a brand, a brand new like adventure yeah. with your gang. Um, if we haven't had a chance to read the first one, mm-hmm. where do we find Ivy and Maggie? Okay, so... Maggie and Ivy are two best friends who happen to be born on the same day, at the same minute, of the same year, and they are best friends and they live one house apart, but the house in between theirs is this sort of old, dilapidated house that's been abandoned for years. And then all of a sudden, this very mysterious stranger turns up and there's a legend within the town that they live in called Crowwood Peak, and it's the legend of the Crowwood Witch, because 300 years ago, there was a witch who had sold her soul in order to continue her reign of terror forever. And the only way that that pact that she had made would come true is if she ate the hearts of 13 children. Mm, it's a tall order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she only manages to, to capture 12 children and is stopped by her sister by the time she gets to the 13th. So she never claims that 13th child. So the legend is that she will one day return 300 years later to capture that 13th child. So when this mysterious stranger turns up at this house, Maggie and Ivy are certain that it's the Crowwood Witch come to claim the 13th child. So that's the first book. That's the Double Trouble Society. Excellent summary. Um, Love it, yeah. I know, very cheerful. (laughs) And then the Double Trouble Society and the Worst Curse, which is the sequel... We find Maggie and Ivy again. This time, they, there are three new kids at school called Spencer Sparrow, Harriet Harper and Orville Thomas. But they might not be who they say they are. And it's all about Maggie and Ivy discovering who these kids are and maybe what they are. Yes, because as they join school, as all people do when they join new schools, are a bit nervous, yep. which means they are acting a little bit suspiciously, a little bit Absolutely. weird. Absolutely. It could just be normal nerves, but it could be something else. Yeah. Now, I don't. Wanna, this is the problem, Carrie. I don't want to ruin too much <laughs> for people who haven't read the book yet. So I'm trying to figure out what to say without spoiling too much of the book. Yes. Basically, we've got the Double Trouble Society yes. and they know, they know that in the place they are in, mm-hmm. in Crowwood Peak, there's, there's a little magic around. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a possibility. Extraordinary things can happen. And yes. they know this. The, uh, the supernatural is is well within their wheelhouse. They they know that this is uh, a complete possibility, as do pretty much everyone in the town. It's not just the kids. All the adults are, are pretty savvy to it now as well. They're suspicious in all the right ways. They, they don't are. think it's first day nerves. But also we've got to deal with the fact that I don't want to spoil anything from the first from the first book, uh, but we are carrying on the story from the first book because there is someone who is very angry about something uh, that happens at the end of the first book who is coming back to seek revenge. It's so hard to talk about. It. I know. Not, it's, it's such a, a fun story and it's really pacey. Like stuff keeps happening in a really good way. Oh, thank you. I'm it's glad. so exciting. One of my favourite characters was Spencer. I just thought... I love Spencer too. It was really cute yeah. and I was such a big fan. And in the book, the, the girls are very good at kind of discovering stuff they're quite brave Mm -hmm. they're clever they work together and now they have the whole society with them to help them out as well was it quite nice to have a whole gang around yeah absolutely because the the double trouble society in the first book is kind of just maggie and ivy so to watch their their gang grow and to all of them have their own specific 
things that they're good at they yeah. all have a strength that all comes into play and I, I you know I think that's so much fun and when I was a kid I was terrible at certain subjects like maths and science I just wasn't very very good at them <laughs> my strength was you know English and art and drama and music like I loved all like the artistic stuff but if you put an equation in front of me I just my brain just couldn't hack it unfortunately sure. yeah I get that and so I, I love that you know the whole double trouble society they all have their strengths and they all get a chance to to show them and you've also got um, Emerald and Amethyst as yes. well, who are good guiders, I would say, of the gang. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they want to keep these kids safe. But the fact that Amethyst and Emerald have magic, you know, they could they could make life very, very easy <sighs> for everyone. But they are all about making sure the Double Trouble Society, you know, use their own brains and not just rely on their magic for everything. Well, I do enjoy, I don't think this is spoiling too much, there's a bit in the book where the girls get on the broomsticks yes. and they have a bit of a fly <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? Why? This is an emergency broomstick they're situation. emergency broomsticks, yeah. You can't, just, you can't just do it when you want to have a chat with us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, they've got um, emergency broomsticks tucked away in a, a shed at the school just in case, you know, I'd love an emergency broomstick. Wouldn't we all? Just to, you know, just to get home from the theatre and, you know, beat all the traffic, be great. But yeah, they're, they're specifically for emergencies and if things have ever gone wrong and if they need, you know, to get home as quick as possible but Maggie and Ivy maybe misjudged the situation and maybe let their want to have a fly around the skies override whether it really is an emergency or not. I did enjoy that bit because it was basically like, we just wanted to gossip and we just yeah. thought we'd just have a fly we back. We just had loads to tell you. <laughs> yeah, which I think I would do as well. Yeah, me too. To be honest, I would me 100% too. be there. And now I have to say also, you've got some absolutely beautiful illustrations as well. Oh, they're so beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I mean, incredible. They really bring it to life. I, I mean, not that the words don't do it justice, but like, it's really exciting to like turn the page and you've got some absolutely brilliant characters all drawn there for you as well. Um, well did you get to see them before they were in the book? Or? I did, yes. Um, but the guy who does them, Davide Ortu, he's just incredible and he's never ever shown me an illustration where I've gone mm, maybe that could be changed it's always like perfect and spot on mm -hmm. and his style just suits the book oh, so, so perfectly well. yeah yeah and I love that he really buys into the story and really you know has a look through you know you know reads the book and really understands what what the chapter headings need to be because it's not just the front of the mm. book and the back of the book there are illustrations the whole way through at the beginning of every chapter and they all perfectly encapsulate what what the story is yeah they are they're absolutely magical as well and with the characters I feel like they're your gang now. They're your pals. Yeah. Do you, do you want to see them back again? Are you thinking perhaps we're going to... I would love it. I would love to see the gang back again. There's nothing in the pipeline as of yet, but if we ask Puffin nicely. I mean, <laughs> I feel I feel like there's a strong possibility, Carrie. Fingers crossed. Fingers I reckon crossed. we can do it. But no, I love I love the gang so much and I would love to continue their adventures. And this Halloween theme, it's like autumn and Halloween, like your kind of thing. That's your yeah. vibe. I'm born on uh, October 22nd. Oh, right. So when I was a kid, Halloween and my birthday were kind of synonymous. Sure, they, yeah, you yeah. Know, my birthday party as a kid was always a Halloween party. Great. So now whenever it gets nearer and nearer to autumn and Halloween, I get the same excitement that I get for my birthday because oh, in my brain they are just the same. So my Halloween decorations went up in middle middle of August. Right. Okay. Great. They are they are fully up. I have gravestones outside my house. I have witches' legs poking outside the ground. I've got pumpkins pretty much all over my house. I was going to say, how do you feel about pumpkins? Are you carving them every year oh, so yeah, often? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, get will, I will always carve my own pumpkin every year. Yep, absolutely. Excellent, I love That's this. That's like a, a rite of passage for every year. You've got to, you've got to carve the, the first pumpkin of the year as a special one. It's an important thing. Somebody told me you have to carve something that scares you into the pumpkin. So I once uh, carved um, an uncharged phone battery. That to me was love the biggest that. thing. Perfect. <laughs> it was like, absolutely perfect. <laughs> genuinely terrifying. Uh, now, speaking of Halloween, I do have a little, just a little <gasps> would you rather this or that. Okay. Just kind of like, because I thought, you know, the book is so exciting. You've 
got all these characters and it's kind of autumnal and Halloweeny. So just, I mean, no judgment. It's fine. Okay, all right. So if you were a witch, mm-hmm. would you rather fly on a broomstick or turn into a bat and fly away? Oh, turn into a bat. Definitely. Really? Yeah, I'd love that. Okay. I feel like that's a double a double power, being able to turn into an animal and fly. And then do an escape. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Okay. Would you rather make potions or cast spells? Or make potions. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard I love, work though, right? I love baking and cooking and I feel like that's a kind of similar a similar a thing. Similar vibe, okay. Just less magic. Yeah, but I mean, still, you could have a lovely smell, I suppose. Exactly. From, yeah, from the cauldron. Uh, would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Vampire, I think. That was such a quick answer. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I feel like being a werewolf comes with, I just, my, do you know what my fear is? Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous fear to have. But when you're fully clothed and you turn into a, a werewolf, where do all your clothes go? Oh my goodness. And when you turn back into a human, are you just are in you just, the nude? Yeah. I've never thought that of that. That would be very cold. You'd have to like take a little rucksack and just exactly. hide it in places that you go exactly. to. Exactly. So I think I'd, I'd rather be a vampire. Okay. Does the same thing go for when you turn into a bat? I don't know. Oh my goodness, oh, we need All to find questions. some vampires. Um, in, well, in your book, uh, there is, I, oh, again, I don't want to spoil it, but there is an implication that werewolves smell of wet dog. And yes. that's the reason I wouldn't want to be a werewolf because of that. Right. That's why. I yeah. understand that. You've put me on, onto that route. Um, would you rather, as your familiar, have a pet cat or a pet toad? Oh, cat. I thought you might say I've that. I've got a cat called Edgar. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be very offended if I took toad. It would be weird, wouldn't yeah. it? To be like, I'm sorry, but this toad is coming yeah. with me now. Um, would you rather have a best friend who was a mummy or a best friend who was a ghost? Oh, best friend who was a ghost. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's harder to explain a mummy than it is a ghost. <laughs> At least the ghost looks more sort of like a, a human, just a little bit more see-through. Whereas yeah. a mummy, you've got to explain all the bandages, mm. why pieces of them are falling off everywhere. That's a good point. Why just they say, lost a toe. Yeah, they're you know. in a lot of accidents recently. Yeah. They can't help themselves. And uh, I'll, I'll understand if you can't answer this one or if you're finding it tricky. Would you rather be Ivy or Maggie? <gasps> Oh, that's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I, oh, no, I want to be as clever as Ivy, but I want to be as brave as Maggie. I feel like if I could be a perfect amalgamation of the two of them, I would. All right. But I've always felt like I'm more like Harriet Harper. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, who's only just been brought into this book now? I know, yeah. Yeah, she's the sort of person who um, dresses how she wants people to see her. So she she dresses in sort of like really cool clothing. Mm-hmm. She sews thorns onto her jacket to make her look like fierce and awesome. But really, she's actually quite soft at heart and quite gentle and a little bit timid and a bit scared. Yeah. Really. And I feel like that's what I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I want to show the world that I'm like brave and cool, but I don't think I am. <laughs> well, all of your fans now will be reading this book and be like, where's Harriet? What's I'm going to find out more about her. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for telling us all about the book. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I love talking about this book. Thank you for giving me a chance to. Always, not a problem. And it's out in all bookshops right now, I imagine. Right now, yes. In all good bookshops. You can walk in and purchase your copies of both of them right now. Perfect stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheers. That was the amazing Carrie Hope Fletcher. It was so great to catch up with her about the new book and to find out all about the behind the scenes intel as well. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, check out the Bookworms podcast for all of the latest book releases and exclusive author interviews. <laughs>